0: Hello everyone, Callie Hannah here with a quick disclaimer from the future! Future, 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 future. <laughs> the episode you are about to hear was recorded prior to my public coming out as a transgender woman. As such, you will hear myself and others refer to me by my dead name and he, him pronouns, and that is not how I want to be referred to now. I well, I go by Callie and I use she, her pronouns. Uh, the rest of the episode has been left as is for the purposes of historical preservation, but uh, just know that it is not accurate to my current uh, gender identity. Thank you, and enjoy the show.
1: The hipster and the nerd. Yes, hipster and the nerd. And the nerd. One one is the genius, the other quite is quite absurd. Absurd. Exactly which is which. Often Off the g- fence is yes, yes, good it's sir. Hipster. Hipster sir hipster hipster the hipster and the nerd. Nerd, 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 nerd. 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 <laughs> hipster and the nerd. Created by Steven Spielberg? No.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Hipster and the Nerd, the podcast where we discuss movies, comics, TV shows, video games, and all manner of geek and pop culture to see what we can make of it. My name is Chris Hanna. With me, of course, is my co-host, Brian Brecker. How are you doing today, Brian?
1: I'm doing very well. Uh, Well, this is take three because of a mysterious beeping noise. More
0: like take five. (laughs) Take
1: five. The mysterious ticking noise, like Neil Cicerega. Tick, snake, snake, snake. Severus Snape so today we're going to be talking about two James Cameron sci-fi sequels, Aliens and Terminator 2. Now, these are fairly obscure movies. Um, <laughs> they small... they underperformed at the box office, of course. And James Cameron has remained an unknown footnote in cinema history, of course. Yeah, they're
0: very small, independent art house films. I, I don't know if you've ever heard of them.
1: By the way, our intro says we talk about pop culture. How does Liquid Sky f- fall into pop culture? <laughs>
0: Well, it is technically a film. It is. It, it, is, is, a film. it is. Film is a form of media. Media yes. is part of pop culture.
1: And we're covering Aliens today because last time on the roulette we covered Alien, and that means that Alien 3 will also be on the roulette wheel come next time. Yes, so it will. we're going to compare and contrast Aliens and Terminators <laughs> and see what happens. It's probably
0: for the best. Um, that Terminator did not go the uh, route of pluralizing its sequel because that that doomed the Alien franchise.
1: But there are more than one Terminator.
0: True. And there's also more than one Terminator in The Terminator.
1: I'd also like to point out that there's a lot of interesting parallels between the franchises post these two movies. And what I mean by that is all of the sequels, except for Alien 3, are pretty much shit in both of these. Well, except
0: for dark fate dark fate was actually pretty
1: i haven't seen dark fate i only saw rise of the machines and age of extinction no wait that's a transformers (laughs) movie rise of the machine rise of the machines and what's the other what's the fourth one salvation salvation right i'm sorry it's such a generic subtitle name like what's next
0: it's better than genesis spelled with a y
1: terminator resurrection
0: terminator resurrection
1: so they did a, the the completely nonsense sequel name of Genesis, but they decided to change one of the letters to a Y.
0: Yeah, it's spelled G-E-N-I-S-Y-S.
1: Which makes no sense, because in Cyber Cyberdyne, that has two Ys, so not why not make both of the I's Ys? I don't know. <laughs> it's a good question. I'm pointing things out that need to be asked, Jimmy.
0: This is why... This is this is why Terminator Dark Fate decided to say that everything after Terminator 2 doesn't count. <laughs>
1: everything after Terminator 2 doesn't exist, as far as you you ask me, in my opinion. Yes, but, um, exactly. So today I think we're gonna be starting with talking about aliens. Yes. So Aliens actually takes place, I think, uh like nine years or so, or maybe like ten years after the original. And, and no, wait, fifty-seven. 57. 57. <laughs> fifty-seven. I was thinking of Terminator Two. My bad.
0: Nah, we were. Yeah. So it opens after they cut off the Fox fanfare again, because Fox
1: have... is terrible because they canceled Firefly,
0: and uh, screwed over.
1: Few... Well, and technically that's Fox. The episodes Network. out of
0: order. Well, technically that's Fox Network, not necessarily 20th Century Fox. But um, that's uh that's another. That's a whole other can of worms. So Mm -hmm. after they cut off the second half of the Fox fanfare again, and we have an ominous opening title reveal again. um,
1: Aliens, plural.
0: Yes. Aliens. We see that Ripley in the... (laughs) i'm sorry if any of us sound apathetic tur- turning this beginning section because we already recorded the first 20 minutes and then we had technical problems it's we okay no off.
1: i i will provide all of the energy all right so i, I will up, i will do my best as well so, so they yes. open up with a with the so ripley escaped in the last alien in a mach- in like this pod ship with her with cat, cat. Yes. jonesy who is an, a great cat one of the best cats in cinema history kind of way better than garfield well, fuck Garfield.
0: Fuck cinematic Garfield anyway. Fuck
1: cinematic Garfield. Um, don't literally fuck Garfield. <laughs> That's bestiality. Um, right. So um, they they come in on the ship. And uh, there's a, a like this sort of drone machine that scans around inside the pod. And uh, finds Ripley. And Ripley is still in hypersleep with her cat, Jonesy. And I remembered, I thought I remembered Jonesy having her own. A uh, hypersleep chamber, but Chris, am I am I wrong on that?
0: That you are you are incorrect because at the end of Alien, a, uh, the first Alien, uh, Ripley and Jonesy are seen in the same pod together.
1: Okay. Uh, I think this is a Bernstein Bears moment.
0: <laughs>
1: this is the Mandela effect. Because I clearly remember that the cat had its own hypersleep chamber.
0: Damn! I bet you came from the universe where they got Del Toro's The Hobbit too. You, you lucky bastard!
1: <laughs> yeah, it was great. <laughs> it was the best thing he did since um, Hellboy three.
0: Oh yes, the, oh you got Hellboy three too. You
1: yeah. Son of a bitch. <laughs> no, we didn't get Hellboy three two, just three. There is no three two.
0: Well, you got Hellboy three as well.
1: Yes. Of a so the um, special anyway. <laughs> e- the special effects in this opening scene are amazing. Like the yeah. ship design is super practical, and I love that. It has it, that kind of grimy feel of the original Alien.
0: It very much carries over from that first film. And it's this is something um it's something I find a bit a bit odd. Um, and we'll get into this more as once, especially once you get into Terminator 2. How it feels like Aliens carries more of its roots from Alien, despite James Cameron being a newcomer to Alien, as opposed to Terminator.
1: Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, Terminator 2 does a lot to revamp a lot of the characters and stuff, and um, it changes the tone also, which Aliens kind of does also, but the Aliens universe feels like it's very much rooted in the Alien universe.
0: Much more of the you know the grime he lived in as well as the horror elements are still right. present even if it is more of an action movie so
1: ripley wakes up and is told by the asshole burke that um she's been asleep for 57 years and what do you think of burke chris
0: um well it's a great performance and you know there are layers to his character but also fuck burke <laughs> but he's
1: so sensitive i'm sure if we got to know burke he wouldn't be that bad I'm sure if we just
0: talked to him,
1: right? Burke only wants what's best for the company. He's only doing what he's told.
0: He only wants best for. You know, I I could pull a. You know who else was just following orders here, but I don't know if I want to do that right now.
1: Oh. Mm. I think the answer to that is, of course, the other Decepticons and Transformers in the movie. <laughs> yes, that is, of course, what you were referring not... to.
0: Of course. What else yes. are you referring to?
1: Maybe Omnicron. What's his name? Omnicron. Unicron. Unicron. Unicron, Unicron is super cool. He is. Um, he's very cool. Yeah. So this movie does not have Unicron, but it has something a little <laughs> bit better. It has Burke, who is a bureaucrat, and he works for the company and the company also that as, Ripley. Also uh, known as
0: Wayland yutani yeah.
1: yeah, but I call it the company. Um. So he, she finds out that her, so there's a scene where she has a nightmare, and I think this is supposed to be like her remembering how she was originally told that she's yeah. in the future. She
0: has a nightmare that she about her remembering that she's 57 years in the future, and then she goes into shock and she thinks she has a chest burster inside her, but then before the chest burster burst, birth, she wakes up. It's like, oh, it was a dream.
1: It was only a dream. Ooh. Just like the end of Phantasm. Spoiler. Um, or, or Inception, if we want to use a more yes. dream reference. Yes. Was it all um, a dream or not? So, um, unless Phantasm does not have uh, Dwarf Martians, but it does have um, the company meeting where they hear Ripley out and hear her report on what happened. And
0: then they're like, I don't think that's what happens. Mm." Yeah,
1: and and she's all like, but I saw it on LV four two six, and they're like, there's no indigenous life on LV. And she's like, bitch, I told you it was not indigenous. It came on an alien spacecraft on that weird ass fucking pilot ship, yo. You're fucking idiots. (laughs) She suddenly becomes Aaron Paul for that scene.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Mr. White is is proto Aaron Paul.
1: (laughs) Um, speaking of things that are related to 20-year-old stoners. Uh, one of the people in the company calls uh, the colony on LB-426, because there's like 60 to 70 families living there now, and Ripley gets freaked out. They call it a shake-and-bake colony, which I think is just amazing. It's like a terraforming unit, and they, they just pump in the atmosphere. It's and shake-and-bake.
0: It also kind of speaks to Wayland yutanis general dismissal of uh, people.
1: Well, shake and bake is delicious and an incredibly efficient way of making chicken. So I would dispute that, Chris, very heavily. It's
0: a little, uh, look, I'm not going to say anything. On behalf of the shake and bake
1: company, I think you, <laughs> <Hashtag not mad. laughs> you, you need to apologize, Chris,
0: look, to I'm shake just and saying, bake. Referring to a you know whole society of people as a shake and bake colony, is a little dehumanizing.
1: Maybe. So in the special edition, we get a scene that's not in the theatrical where Newt's parents are out in a, like an eight wheeler vehicle and they end up discovering uh, one of the, the, the derelict spaceship. And then uh, the dad gets the face hugger. And this is the start of what eventually we I, you have to assume is the downfall, of the LV-426 colony. And uh, so, yeah, um, what happens next? Chris?
0: Alright, so the board's all like, hey, Ripley, if you go with us to the planet where we're sending all these Marines to the planet, and if you go with us, we'll give you your pilot's license back. And Ripley's like, hell yeah. But only, look, I'll do it. But only if you promise me that you're coming there to destroy them. You're not going to dissect them, not going to weaponize them, you're just going to fucking kill them. Burke's like, sure. Definitely. that's um, definitely what will nothing,
1: nothing will happen in David Fincher's Alien 3 <laughs> that's completely the opposite of what they just promised you Ripley. That
0: definitely won't happen in either this movie or any future sequels definitely
1: what do you mean there's no sequels after Alien 3
0: there's no sequels after Aliens
1: that's you know. not never, true Alien a, a 3 duology- is underrated it's Chris a great
0: duology, and great duology no it's a, it's a trilogy it's a trilogy
1: Chris it's a trilogy <laughs> with a semi-passable ending. Okay? These are
0: both great duologies that never had third installments. I don't know what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> That's like, um... There's there's that in, in horror. There's, like, the Halloween 1 and 2, and then Hellraiser 1 and 2. Those are duologies in exactly. horror. Exactly. <laughs> in fact, I've attempted to fan-edit Hellraiser 1 and 2 together into one three-hour epic before. Wow. Yeah. It didn't work.
0: So anyways, back to <laughs> Aliens. So Ripley goes on the ship, and she meets all of the different- Oh, wait, the Brecker cut. (laughs) The Brecker, hashtag- Look on the the
1: torrenting sites.
0: (laughs) Hashtag release the Brecker cut.
1: (laughs) Yes. So, um, well, by the way, the dad in Hellraiser is Garrick from Deep Space Nine. Okay, anyway. um, (laughs) So- Burke comes to visit Ripley and yeah, and they talk about all this stuff. So they send Ripley with the Marines as an advisor and she tries to warn them about, you know, the xenomorphs and xenomorph is not technically the aliens name. It is a designator for all alien animal species that they have not yet like given actual names to. Um, but everyone actually, calls
0: it, but everyone calls it a xenomorph anyway. So
1: n- no, no, it's, it's an alien. It's just the alien.
0: It can be both things.
1: Look, the movie wasn't called Xenomorph; it was called Alien.
0: Well, yeah, but but both things.
1: Mm-hmm. Charles Dance is in Alien Three, and he plays Tywin Lannister.
0: He <laughs> 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 was also the human bad guy in Godzilla: King
1: of the Monsters. <laughs> oh, also, also, um, uh, there's there's a uh, there's the Eighth Doctor in Alien Three from Doctor Who. From the TV movie, Doctor Who, from the 90s. I no, thought
0: we were talking about aliens. And not yes, aliens. I'm sorry, we're talking about aliens,
1: I'm so sorry. Um, So, Ripley has another PTSD nightmare, and because of that, she calls Burke and is like, yo, I'm going to go ahead with that idea, that plan you had. As um, long as you
0: don't, again, don't destroy him.
1: So the Marines I mean, wake up. You do destroy
0: him, you do destroy him.
1: Yes. Yeah. So, the Marines wake up out of hyper sleep. Hyper sleep. Uh, they all eat breakfast and we get introduced to all the Marines. Who is your favorite Marine, Chris?
0: Uh, oh, that is a good question. Um, Hudson's pretty good. Um, I think probably Vasquez.
1: Where is the love for Diethelm? <laughs> Diethelm. <laughs> um, my favorite is probably Hudson. Hudson, yeah. Hudson's great. So, so Vasquez is great even though I think her character is a little simplistic because she's just, you know, a buff Mexican. And, but but know, she brings a lot of... You,
0: sometimes she, that's yeah. all you need. Yeah. She's
1: very charismatic and she's very ripped and it, she is awesome. She's a butch um, icon. <laughs> yes. So Bishop is one of the people that are with them and he does a knife trick and where he goes super fast showing that he's a robot, a synthetic, that's an a android yeah. which means that he has white juice inside of him. And... Also, there's a
0: lot of really weird jokes about how they conquered alien women which is a odd
1: i don't remember those no because
0: they're they, like they're passing remarks where they're like you know when we went to the, Ar- the arcturians like i if i recall correctly the one you got was male doesn't matter if it's arcturian it's, um, so
1: okay. yeah i googled yeah. arcturian and i could find absolutely nothing in the lore about them that's is Bizarre. Is there like is the are the Arcturians like a different species?
0: I'm guessing.
1: Okay, so the Marines. Uh, so Rip Ripley is upset, of course, that there is a cyber cyborg, a thi- not a cyborg, a, a, a synthetic, an, yeah. a synthetic on the ship because of what happened last time with Ash. Which you oh. know is understandable, but don't be yeah. racist towards problems, a- all androids. And Hashtag. There not were, all androids there
0: were problems and a few deaths were involved oh mistakes were
1: mistakes made. were made uh, i like the part where bishop is like i prefer the term artificial person yeah <laughs> i like that i like how there's even like an android political correctness and then everybody's like oh yeah of course of course an yeah android yeah. rights group yes i also like how even these marines are like oh yeah definitely yeah yeah okay yeah. I'm sorry. Cool. We should have been more respectful, yeah. Bishop. Be better. Um, <laughs> so w- one thing I really love about the Marines is they all have these customized insignias and like things around them that show off their personalities. You know, on, on yes. their costumes and stuff. So from there, they enter the the colony compound with their big ass fucking guns, which are awesome.
0: How do I get out of this chicken shit outfit? <laughs>
1: That's a good line.
0: Yes.
1: Um, so I believe. And I might have this wrong because I, misreme- I might be misremembering DVD extras that I watched a decade ago. I believe that those big guns with, like, the shoulder thing were actually leaf blowers. <laughs> like, modified leaf blowers. Oh
0: my god, that's amazing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's like that so, one
0: Spongebob episode where they have y- the big
1: leaf. <laughs> which one? The, the silent one? Yeah, or the one. one. Yeah, Because there's the other one where Squidward goes oh, to yeah, his segregated he, facility. He goes to the and,
0: gated community.
1: <laughs> right, which is segregated. Are you Squidward now? See, that was a very subtle thing in SpongeBob telling us that segregation was bad. Um, oh, shit, you're right. So, I'd like to say this is kind of the worst disciplined Marine Corps unit in human history.
0: But they're also actually still fairly good at their jobs
1: yeah but their job is only killing bugs that can't hurt them really
0: but i mean you know they do it yeah
1: yeah
0: you can't say they're not effective
1: my grandpa would not be proud (laughs) he fought in iwo jima (laughs) i mean he he did actually fight in iwo jima anyway so uh (laughs) so um i like the part where bishop's like oh those were the old models when he's when ripley is talking about ash The A 2s were always jittery. Yeah, the A 2s were
0: always jittery.
1: And then Ripley's like, "Stay away from me, Bishop." (laughs) And then this sets up the arc of her learning to trust androids again, which is another parallel to the Terminator, Terminator Two, learning to trust robots.
0: Exactly. There's a lot of these movies are weirdly similar for many reasons that we will
1: almost like they were directed by the same person. Oh my god. Um. So they they go into the the compound, and they find that there's been like explosive damage and there's nobody there. This yeah. is on the colony on LV426. Yes. And uh then they're like the area's secure when it's so obviously not secure, like they walked like 30 feet and they're like, Oh the area is What are secure. you talking about? It
0: was a nice clean dispersal. The,
1: the area is secure. Nice clean
0: dispersal.
1: Oh, the area's secure.
0: And then they see um, the acid blood and they're like, Oh
1: interesting i like how nobody in this movie ever has an oh shit moment where they all look at ripley and realize that they were wrong to be rude to her <laughs> like nobody ever is just everybody's just like oh okay <laughs> i'm not going to admit that i'm wrong i mean to be fair they have
0: slightly higher priorities
1: <laughs> right yeah. so they find the acid blood and they find facehuggers in a tank and yeah, one of them is still alive.
0: incubating aliens
1: and, and it tries to Eat Burke, but it doesn't work. It, like goes up against where, the, the tank wall. Yes, and, and then the radars pick up movement behind them.
0: Boop, boop. This is boop, also where in boop, the theatrical boop. cut. Um, in Do you the like my radar
1: cut, noises? Yeah,
0: I, I, yeah. Yes. Thank right. you. This is also where in the theatrical <laughs> cut, uh, Newt is introduced, and I freaking love Newt so much.
1: <laughs> that is not where Newt is introduced here to me um so they actually yeah actually it is they find the child hiding in a crevice of the building right yes yeah and ripley calls i think it's that way in both versions cuz i watched the special edition yeah and um, this ties in again with the motherhood theme because, as said before, Ripley. Oh, did we mention that Ripley's daughter died? I think we might have forgotten to mention. Oh yeah,
0: that, that was a that was yeah.
1: a thing that also happened. Apparently, so Ripley Burke told her that her daughter died at age sixty-six, which is extremely young, considering that this is the future.
0: Apparently, healthcare is still really, really bad in the future. Uh-huh. It's
1: twenty. It's two thousand one hundred, and we still have Obamacare. <laughs> um, oh no! So she says that her. So they find out her name is Rebecca, and this ties in with the motherhood theme because she's starting to become maternal towards Rebecca, and then Ripley cleans her up. But she says that she prefers the name Newt. Newt. They mostly come at night. Mostly,
0: I also love the bit of Ripley uh feeding Newt the hot chocolate. So
1: that is good. Yeah. So Bishop dissects one of the facehuggers and Axel Nefarious just to throw us off the course that he's actually a good guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Marines locate where the aliens are and go in to destroy them. There's also, H- apparently,
0: uh, yep. you had a brother named Timmy who is also disappeared yes. along with her parents. You
1: see Timmy in the special edition.
0: Uh, Tim- I, I wrote in my notes, like Ripley says, is Timmy around here too? I just wrote in my notes to see trapped in the well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> They're dead, okay? Can I go now? <laughs> That's one of the best lines. Yeah, um, dude is very good. I like how they um stay true to the HR Giger interior, but here they actually explain what it is. And I'm not sure how I feel about that. I guess it's okay. It, it, it kind of reminds me of like bees making a hive, you know? They call it secreted yeah. resin. So apparently when they infu- when the xenomorphs, the aliens, infiltrate a compound or something... They, when they have a mother or a queen, you know, uh, again, maternal themes, um, they end up scaling, they end up, like, making all the walls filled with this secreted resin so they can trap their prey to it so they can have an easy facehugger birth. It makes the birthing process a lot easier, just like a wet nurse. (laughs) Um, Yes. Yeah, Definitely. So Ripley points out that they can't shoot the walls because there'd be a nuclear explosion. And then yeah, they're like, "Oh shit!" They shoot. sent
0: the Marines. They basically, when they sent them into that alien like nest, they effectively sent all those Marines into a giant fusion reactor.
1: Right, and this comes back later, of course, because you don't just set up a nuclear explosion and not have it happen.
0: Exactly.
1: So what happens next, Chris?
0: So then there's a whole bunch of aliens, hence the title. That and title that basically, you know. Raw, that basically ripped them to shreds. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they do. They yeah. do. And um, I actually took a list of all the people that died in this scene. Uh, so let's put our hats over our hearts or our hands and have a moment of silence for those that fought, f- fell during this scene. Okay? Okay. They are, um, one second, they are Frost, Crow, Wierzbowski, sergeant apone dietrich and drake now dietrich and sergeant apone got cocooned which is not exactly a great way for a marine to go um we will remember them in the great beyond i will remember Remember you so um anyway so So, ripley commandeers the combat vehicle and drives through the the wall because because the guy who's in charge of this operation is frozen up because again, this is the least disciplined Marine Corps in history.
0: I think at one point they're like, well, we gotta save it. We spend too much money on this mission. And I'm like, forget the fucking money, man. Just go.
1: Yeah, there's even a line later where um I will we'll get to that. So uh there's this great uh, action scene where um, the, com- the where it goes through the wall and then they're like trying to fight off the-, the xenomorphs and one of them breaks through the door and then gets a mouthful of shotgun, which is awesome. Although, yes. to be fair, uh, so this is one of my very minor nitpicks and I do think this is a 10 out of 10 movie. I think that having them be killed by bullets makes the xenomorphs weaker.
0: I mean, okay. I see where you're coming from, but to be fair, it also takes a lot of bullets to even damage the exoskeleton, Uh. let alone actually kill them. I mean, one of them does take the shotgun. It has the shotgun in the mouth.
1: Mm -hmm. No, but if if you watch it uh, back, like frame by frame, you know, you can see a lot of them die based off of like 20 bullets. And it's like, I always thought the alien and the first alien would have like a bulletproof exoskeleton considering that According to Ridley Scott and the director's commentary, it was apparently a artificially designed biological weapon.
0: And, you know, to be fair, we're also, you know, this is a wild animal and a wild animal is going to implement more strategy and be more careful about like avoiding attacks and sneaking up on its prey when it's alone. Whereas if it's in a pack and it has backup, it can get away with swarming a lot more.
1: Exactly. So the and behavior just, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. It's just, I feel like the alien and the first alien is scarier. And that's also why I like Alien 3, because it goes back to having only one alien, which is why it should be called Alien 2. Well... Because it's the second alien movie to only have one alien. This
0: is the problem, this is the problem with titling, the, the the problem with the titling of these movies is that you can't, is that inherently, if you go from alien to aliens...
1: Aliens Alien
0: 3 it just sounds it sounds like a downgrade
1: <laughs> yeah I have the same I'm going to echo a complaint by James Rolfe aka the angry video game nerd aka the bullshit guy aka board game James um I thought it was just board James oh yeah it's board James my bad yeah. um and that oh no, he, d- he isn't Motherfucker Mike, but I do like Motherfucker Mike. He's a good character. Anyway, so he, he has this great joke in this one of his, you know what's bullshit movie uh, things where he's like, he complains about sequel titles and he says, Rambo. The first one was called First Blood. The second one was called Rambo, First Blood Part 2. And then the third one was called Rambo 3. And then he's like, this, the third one should have been called Rambo 2, First Blood Part 3. If you think about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I have the same problem with the Saw films. The Saw Sa- they were all nicely Roman numeralized until Saw Seven, when it became Saw the Final Chapter.
0: I thought Saw and Seven God. was Saw Three D.
1: Yes, it's both, <laughs> which oh, <gotcha>. are both <laughs> terrible titles.
0: Or uh, that just speaks to the idea of horror franchises calling you know certain movies the final chapter, and then they're not the final chapter.
1: Right. But- I mean, the best one, at least for me, is the Italian is the Italian horror franchise, which spun off from the Italian Dawn of the Dead zombie. So, zombie was originally zombie two because it was released. Dawn of the Dead was released in Italy as zombie one. This is we're going way off track, but it's okay. (laughs) And then. So the the Italian Lucio Fulci movie, Zombie, was released in America as Zombie. But it, in Italy, it was Zombie 2 because it was a sequel to George A. Romero's Dawn of the Dead. So then when Zombie got a sequel in America, they just called it what it was called in Italy, Zombie 3. So in America, there is no Zombie 2. Oh, God. But they did better because they kept all of them nicely numbered after that. Like, there's a Zombie 6. So anyway... Anyways, <laughs> anyways, back to aliens. So, um, They get away and uh, Ripley has this great line, famous line of, I say we take off and nuke the entire site from orbit. And then, it's the only way to be sure. Yeah. And then uh, Burke, Burke comes in, of course, and he's like, but, but what, what about, about the money? money? And then she's like, well, they can bill me. <laughs> and it's like, well, Hicks is your commanding
0: officer. You should, yes. you should listen to what Hicks is saying. Hicks is like, I say we take off. To Cypher orbit, the only way to be sure. sure. And I'm like, damn, Hicks, respect.
1: Hicks is great, although I do think that Hicks's character is...
0: Hello? You broke up a little bit there. You know, from the first Terminator? Yes.
1: Oh. Uh, okay. I was saying that I think that uh, Hicks's character is a bit too much like Kyle Reese from Terminator. Like... In their demeanor, they're kind I mean, of exactly I the mean, same I character.
0: I don't, I don't know.
1: <laughs> they're both super serious. I need to protect you, okay, that's, men in military positions that have a maybe relationship <laughs> with the main character.
0: Okay, I guess you're you're not wrong on that front.
1: Yep. James, <laughs> James Cameron. Cameron. Um. Yeah. Okay. So, so what happens next, Chris?
0: Ship. And. Yeah, the, 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 Pharaoh. the Pharaoh. Pharaoh. And they basically get stranded on the planet. And this is where we get uh, Hudson's famous line. It's, it's all.
1: By the way, we, I'd like to point out that the, the pilot was killed and Spunkmeyer. And there was someone named Spunkmeyer <laughs> in this movie. So, I'd like yeah, so they anyway.
0: end up like the ship basically crashes and they're stranded on LV426. And this is where we get oh. Hudson's famous line like, it's all over, man. Game over, man. Game
1: over. What are we supposed to do now, man? We're a real shit now. Um, so that's great. <laughs> and then and then um of course uh Newt says they mostly come at night. They I also mostly. like the bit where when uh um,
0: Ripley and Newt are like talking about the doll, and it's like it's like well well uh well Casey doesn't have bad dreams, does he? And Newt's just like she doesn't have bad dreams because she's just a piece of plastic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, Ripley's character is a lot more defined yes. in this movie um than in Alien, although I don't think that's a knock against Alien. I think the characters in Alien are purposefully ill defined so that you can project yourself and also, onto them. And also, if I also, because correctly, uh,
0: Ripley was originally written as a gender neutral character. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know about that, but I, I do know. Or at least that, like early uh, stages. R- yeah. Okay, I do know Ripley is an amazing, awesome character. Yeah. Like, the best. One of the best characters in science fiction. Hot take. Take that, Luke Skywalker. Take that, Spock. What's Spock's last name? I think it's just Spock. Spock. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mr. Spock. It is most illogical. Mm Anyway. Anyway. Uh, um, okay. what happens so, next? so they
0: gotta make a plan to stop stop the aliens and and the aliens oh, and this is where we get to start getting some of the major fuck you Burke reveals. Where, where apparently you, the company Burke. still thinks that weaponizing these things is a good idea. And
1: Well, of course, because in Ripley Scott's original idea for the aliens, they were artificially okay, constructed yeah, bioweapons.
0: And I mean, yeah, apparently the company's plan was to have one of the uh, have an alien purposefully implanted into one of the pastures so that they could take it back to Earth, study it. It's like,
1: Yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention that Hicks also gives Ripley a yes. locator once they, they decide to, like, seal up all the tunnels and stuff like that. And that's when Ripley starts to postulate about the eggs and comes up with the working theory that there is a queen yes. xenomorph. Queen Alien, oh. and um Burke is trying to take back one of the Huggers, of course, because Burke is the worst. And Ripley finds out that Burke had sent the colonists, knowing it was dangerous. And then, uh, Rip- and then he's like, "It was a bad call, Ripley. It was a bad <laughs> call. I take responsibility." And she's like, "People are dead, yeah, fuck Burke." You, Burke. <laughs> And he just has this look on his face like he's being <laughs> chewed out by a teacher or something. He has no understanding the stakes or the consequences also, of his actions. Also, around this time in my notes, Which makes... wrote,
0: Hudson maybe a coward, but he's also a mood.
1: <laughs> yeah, Hudson is just an utter shock this entire like, movie. It's you know, so good. Most of um, us
0: like to think we'd be the Ripley, but if we're being honest, most of us would be the Hudson.
1: <laughs> mm. Me, I would definitely be Deep uh, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I'd die in the You'd first, die. I would die with, <laughs> no, die lines.
0: with no lines
1: uh, exactly In before somebody says that D-Helm had a line he probably did have a line yeah I think the they, had a, they so, probably had a background conversation ooh,
0: line or something like that
1: um, yes um, and then from there Ripley uh, sets off the fire alarm uh, because oh yo, sorry, there was uh, Ripley comforts Newt and then a facehugger escapes and attacks her and Newt and then Burke has another moment B- glorious moment where he decides to shut off the monitor and try and kill Ripley because she knows that he sent the order. Yeah, fuck you, Burke. <laughs> so she she sets off the fire alarm to get there, get them to come inside and Hicks just jumps through a glass window Um, and then she's all like, fuck you, Burke. And then Burke's like, I didn't do I don't nothing. know what you're talking about. I- what okay, happens so next, There's Chris? a whole
0: bunch of xenomorphs. Come that yeah, come to them the xenomorphs x- xylophone morphs, and they fight them aliens, and uh... yeah, so
1: they, yeah, they crawl there, through man. the tunnels, and then nude is very good at navigating yeah this <laughs> so I'd like to point out that a lot of the scenes where they are swarming, uh, particularly when there is like one of those um, radar tracking things, I find those scenes the scariest because they actually don't show the aliens, they just show them approaching. I find that, that really scary. scary
0: I would agree with that
1: Yes. Um, so they crawl through the tunnels and this uh, oh oh! this is when Burke dies because Burke tries to run away like and yeah. shuts the door like a coward and then he gets murdered <laughs> yeah. um, so Bishop calls in his ship because what their plan is now is that you know, they're going to blow up the entire thing um, and then fly away um, my question is where did Bishop get um, the ship? Was it just, like, one of the colonial ships that he got from the computer? Because that's what I'm thinking. So.
0: Like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: So, um... Oh, we forget about Gorman. Gorman, oh, yeah, Gorman doesn't do a lot, but Gorman goes back to save... Gorman goes back to save Vasquez and the two detonated grenade to kill the alien in the tunnel. They have, like, a, a heroic sacrifice moment. And then Newt falls down a mechanical corridor, like a, like a total like wimp. <laughs> It is almost like she's ten. Okay, so Newt dies—spoiler—in Alien Three uh, the, in the beginning. I don't like. It. How do you well, feel about we'll talk
0: that? Talk about it a little bit more once we get to the end of the, of this movie, but uh, that's true. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll all right, we'll talk again. about
1: that later. So, so um, okay, what so happens next?
0: the, in the vents and the alien queen. Um, so we see the alien queen in full.
1: Zeno in the vents.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So <laughs> the alien. So we see the alien queen in full, and the alien queen uh, captures Newt.
1: And... Yes, Stan Winston's special effects, especially with the alien queen, oh, look yeah, so amazing, spectacular. So there's all these parasitic eggs all around, and she has like the flamethrower, and then she is just like, you know what? Fuck this nursery, fuck <laughs> these babies. I'm gonna kill them all, and then she's like. Torches the entire like compound of eggs, and th- this. I always felt bad, I always felt bad for the queen xenomorph because her babies are dying.
0: She's a, she's a ruthless killing machine, and she kidnapped Newt.
1: Look, the, the xenomorphs are just doing what their biology tells them to. She's, she's so upset that her babies are dying, but she's evil, but the poor evil. babies. And again, this is another good mother versus bad mother thing it goes in with the motherhood theme that Ripley, as now the adoptive mother of Newt, is now torching the other bad mother's evil parasitic babies.
0: And also we get this whole there's a very tense uh, sequence where the uh...
1: abortion. It's an abortion theme.
0: I'm aware of the metaphor. Yes. Okay. Yes.
1: So there's a fairly tense uh,
0: sequence where they're trying to get the elevator working and I'm like, why don't you take the stairs?
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, they don't take the stairs because they need to take the elevator, and there are no <laughs> there are stairs no, in the future.
0: Why is everything elevator? Everything is elevator mm-hmm. in the future.
1: <laughs> yeah, so so Newt was stuck in the wall, and Ripley rescues Newt. Uh, she found Newt through the locator, the locator that she gave to uh, Newt, because she got that locator yes. from Hicks. Remember that? Yeah, there's like these little plot devices that go on, and they get passed from person to person. Um, Newt fall uh Newt? Okay. No wait, so... what happens next? So...
0: so Newt and Ripley are uh, are seemingly stranded and then and then Bishop yes. shows up with the ship. But then the aliens uh-huh. grab Bishop. I think
1: that... Right, and they ta- they, they, they the, the queen tears him in half. But
0: he's a robot so he can so he can be like, super um... gory.
1: Yeah, it's it's amazing. Um and he spews his white goo everywhere. yeah. I'm just gonna let that sentence <laughs> lie there for a second. Um, and then Ripley uh, gets inside the giant the machine, which body. was introduced earlier when she was like... Yeah, because she, she has a level two clearance to do that. And um, from she's her, like, you get bitch. away from her, you bitch! And of course, that is an okay. iconic moment. I- iconic. So dream. they fight, and then uh, she... Uh, makes it so that the the airlock goes out because now they're in like the airlock because they they fell and she somehow escapes the escape velocity of a total vacuum <laughs> by her, the strength well, of her elbow. Loader, you know? This part, the physics of this part, well, never really made a, much she's sense to me. Separate
0: mate. part of the ship from the airlock, don't you
1: know? No, no, she's not. She's in the exact part that's uh, well uh, where everything is falling down. And, oh. and other people that are like 60, sixty pounds in Newt's case like and probably like fifty pounds in half of bishop's case are getting like brought towards the vacuum, so that's at least like fifty to like a hundred well, pounds they, of force the air, probably the, like 200. The vacuum of space only wouldn't her the, arm the rip in of space half?
0: only fully sucks in evil people don't, don't you know so that's why.
1: Well, that means that no, Bishop no, no, no. and Newt it are fully evil. fully
0: sucks in evil people.
1: But it didn't. I think you're making an ad hoc explanation for something that doesn't necessarily make much sense. Yeah. So uh, the Queen falls through the airlock and they escape, of course. Yeah. Um, and then she so Newt, puts Bishop and all Ripley of her fr-
0: All get into their. Yeah. And, and Hicks. Oh, yeah, and Hicks is there as well. Um, all get into Yes.
1: They all get put into their into their yeah, cryo into sleep pods, and they if live they happily ever after. Except the, in Alien where they, Three, where in the beginning no, they, they, they all, all get
0: a happy and satisfying ending that I'm nope. sure nope. won't be stupidly retconned in the next film. That definitely
1: won't. Okay, happen. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a hot take. I'm gonna make a hot take here, Chris. Alien 3, starting with the death of everybody from the beginning of Aliens, is actually very in keeping with the tone of the original Alien, which is bleak, desperate, and absolutely but depressing. I don't like it. But it doesn't matter. I think
0: it's bad. I have not seen Alien 3 in full, so mm. I cannot judge it fairly, but the idea of. Oh, yeah. Oh, by the way, remember all those great characters you characters that managed to survive the previous film and that had such a strong connection? Yeah, they're all just dead off screen with no fanfare whatsoever. Um,
1: of course, you're talking about Battle for Endor.
0: Yeah, but the difference, okay, no, the difference is that in Battle for Endor, the characters from the previous movie were garbage. Um, so,
1: <laughs> okay, here's here is here's, here's the tea here's the tea chris the tea is the scalding hot tea in my opinion is that newt is not that interesting of a character Mm, disagree newt is only interesting in the fact that she provides a motherhood theme throughout the movie for ripley well i mean
0: yeah that is her core purpose in the story but she's still a good as a character
1: herself no as a character herself she acts like a walking talking poltergeist kid saying incredibly vague and disturbing things. <laughs> and, sure, she has, like, one good character moment where she's like, that doll doesn't have bad dreams because it's just no, a piece she, of but plastic. Also like they're but all, they're all dead, okay? Can I
0: go now? But like she has a lot of good character moments. And how she decides her own name. Eh, it's
1: okay. It's fine. It's fine. And also, that was that was a fairly peaceful death. To die in hypersleep, she felt no pain. All right, But it's like... She just died. Um Bishop survives actually in Alien Three. The the head of Bishop huh. survives. Yeah. So th- not all of them die, but Hicks and um Which I Newt don't like are a dead
0: storytelling decision.
1: Oh they it wasn't a storytelling de- decision. The reason why they did it was because they well, couldn't get the actors back. They
0: shouldn't have made a third movie.
1: Then <laughs> No, 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 no. Yeah, I don't think I don't think you understand that David Fincher was going David for dark Fincher and depressing like all of his movies. David Fincher does hate that movie, yeah. So he signed on because he loved Alien and didn't think that they would be meddling as much as they did.
0: Well, he yeah, was wrong.
1: And then they meddled. Yes. So, uh, we're going to go on to Terminator yes. 2. We will get to Alien 3 another day because it point, is in the uh, roulette yeah, at list. Some point
0: during the roulette so, Terminator 2. Justice.
1: Wait, final thoughts it's on a, aliens first, though.
0: I personally, I think it works really well. I, I think it's great. I love all the characters. It's a good sci fi action movie with just the right sprinkling of horror elements. For me, I like it a bit more than the first film, although I will admit it's a little subjective in terms of their differences. Yeah. Because I think, yeah, because both me, of them are yeah. both aliens. Oh, sorry, aliens you were saying? Like, fantastic. Like, 10 out of
1: 10 movies yeah um yeah i agree with you but um i think alien is better than aliens that's another personal thing is that i think alien is scarier as a movie and i think um aliens is much more of a blockbuster and i'm always more of an independent Mm. grindhouse hipster so yeah my hipster is showing um so Terminator 2 it's set in 1995. Well,
0: nine, yeah, yeah, 1995.
1: So cuz it is 11 years so after the, Terminator so we 1.
0: Get the, the intro sequence of the in the far flung and the far dun, 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 dun. Oh, sorry. Um Where terminators are destroying yes. everything and we get the f- so fucking good terminator theme th- and I know it's in the first terminator but goddamn the dun, version dun, of the theme dun, in Terminator dun, two, dun, 2 is so
1: goddamn good. Mm -hmm. it is it's really good um i'd say i like this opening scene it is basically just a bigger budget version of a very similar scene in the first terminator where they have a flashback i think it might be in the beginning or at the or it may be um yeah yeah, i think it's either the beginning beginning or it's kyle reese's flashback yeah
0: then we see the playground on fire and yeah
1: right and this is obviously has a much higher budget as you can tell if you watch terminator 1 and then terminator 2 it's like wow Oh my there's god, there's a budget they have here. <laughs> right. So, the the special effects are, are of course, phenomenal. amazing. The ship effects are great because Stan Winston comes back from Aliens to do the effects. Um, I think his name is Stan Winston. Hold on. You say right. the, more about so the, plot the plot while I google sequence,
0: it. We are reintroduced to Arnold Schwarzenegger as uh, the T 800.
1: I, I call him Arnie I too in this movie. Gina,
0: Arnie and uh, T 800 um, throughout my notes and i also put i put is stan winston Winston. shows up good grief he's naked (laughs) because
1: Mm -hmm. i mean he's naked in in all the movies movies. when you
0: for those of you who don't know when you time travel um inorganic material can't travel back with you so you show up naked
1: (laughs) yes exactly
0: i need your clothes your boots and your motorcycle
1: in your motorcycle oh we should get to that scene first before we uh, so he goes into a biker bar and all the women in the, this is kind of a dumb moment i think in the movie uh all the women walk that see him walking by are just like ooh, look well I at mean, arnie and of course uh i mean arnie okay here's the thing arnie did lots of t- steroids so i don't think it would actually be that Whoa. impressive
0: Okay, but even if the okay, even if the schlong is not impressive, <laughs> you know, you look at those abs. Those abs, man.
1: I mean, yeah, the abs are the abs are nice. The abs are nice, of course. He's an impressive of course. He's an impressive and we... form. <laughs> of of course. I would never say that Arnold Schwarzenegger is not <laughs> physically impressive. <laughs> I pick things up and I put them down. <laughs> it's not the... Cut 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 to um I actually own uh Hercules in New uh, in yeah. New York on VHS. That Remember when he played yet. Hercules? I'm aware. You are not Hercules. Hercules. I am Hercules. <laughs> I am Hercules, son of Zeus. Um so yeah, and they have this bar fight, and he gets the guy's clothes, shoes, and motorcycle, and then uh the bar keep comes out with a shotgun, he's all like I can't let you leave with that man's bike. And then he's like, I want this gun. So he takes the gun and his sunglasses. And then and Bad to awesome. the Bone starts playing.
0: <laughs> he Yes, it is and pretty freaking cool. At night.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes, he does. And
0: then we see that there's um, actually naked, naked Robert Patrick. Patrick. Another Terminator
1: who you might remember from a small recurring role on a television show Wait, called really? the Sopranos. Oh, yes. He yeah. was in the Sopranos for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, he plays a guy who gets really fricking depressed because Tony gets him into gambling debt. And then, you know, this is a spoiler. And then, um, uh, you know, he, he's, his whole storyline is just very depressing and Tony he, takes advantage. of um, him. Anyway.
0: So, so anyway, so Robert yeah, Patrick. so we're introduced to Robert Patrick. He, yeah,
1: steals, he a steals a cop, a cop car. car. and the cops cops close (laughs) and he goes after kid John Connor who's been adopted uh,
0: Sarah got put into a mental hospital because she has PTSD from the first movie and everyone thinks she's crazy Uh.
1: now John Connor is the coolest 13 year old you've ever seen he's got cool hair and a friend who has a ginger (laughs) mullet he rides around on a dirt bike when he goes to the arcade he likes to hack yems in spare time I and get hundreds like of dollars <laughs> i knew do it's very on the nose I youth mean, targeted cool it reminds me of rocket <laughs> power i
0: remember,
1: remember that, rocket I power remember the nickelodeon, nickelodeon power. Show? And, and how they, they they all skated and there was this one really weird halloween episode where I someone got buried universe? i think <laughs> the, what? The Disney cartoons. what's the weekenders <laughs> the weekenders
0: it was sort of like i a don't remember that version of rocket power
1: interesting interesting but yeah um i like john connor i used to really be into him as a kid because you know i was a kid and uh over time i think i've gotten i think i find him a little more annoying but he's still a good I... character overall and i wouldn't say that his character is yeah. that annoying it's just his voice really pitches like him, a lot I think Edward in this movie. Verlong
0: puts in a really good performance, especially for a child actor.:
1: Oh yeah. His performance is great. I just his his I mean, voice we'll pitches a lot. but uh, you, can't, you,
0: can't you can't kill, kill people go around killing people
1: mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. So um I love this, I love this. so um he Ginger <laughs> Mullet Kid, who is his best friend, of course, and I don't think he has a he name probably has a name in Ginger the Mullet Kid yes he probably does ginger mullet kid is like is this your mom and she's like yeah and she's like she taught me how to do this which given how old he is must have actually yeah happened at was, like a very was, young he age which how he, to
0: hack ATMs at like four
1: <laughs> yeah so uh and then he's like no nah, she's a complete Boy, psycho
0: to to most average humans yes
1: yes yeah but i, I just good, like that that's line g- that's a good line <laughs> So, um, and then he rides away <laughs> he on a dirt stole. bike, yeah. and oh, I, I forgot. I'm sorry, I I mixed up. So that line comes later, but anyway, so he rides off on a dirt bike, and his mom's like, "No," his father comes out, and's like, "Listen yes, to your mother," and he's like, "You're she not my, my mother, mom. Todd. Yeah, you're not just, my real I'm dad.
0: Down,
1: <laughs> <laughs> they're not really okay. They're dicks, but they're, they're not, not like abusive. Okay, well the dad might they're just be. like." Maybe okay, so they're like just actively, they're like inactively. They clearly don't. They're inactive parents. I I
0: don't think either of them really want this child. They don't give
1: a shit. Yeah. So, um, what happens then is we cut to Sarah Connor, who is in a psychiatric facility, and Linda Hamilton is is fucking ripped in this movie.
0: Performance, and she's so goddamn good i love it because i love the scene where she is it, like having like the psyche vow and she's like being confronted by like the the people about like what happened. it's like like you're yeah. the one living in a fucking drain silverman because i know what
1: happens i know what happens yeah i like how um he uh she she's diagnosed with acute schizoaffective <laughs> disorder I like I like writing down August, very 29th, specific things like that so I can bring them feel up pretty later. It's
0: fucking real then.
1: <laughs> so Sarah Connor had stabbed her doctor in the knee with a pen a few weeks ago and had attempted to escape. Um, the jerks who work there zap her with a cattle prod and force her to take her medication, which of course probably leads to her hallucination. Where Robert Patrick comes looking for John Connor and um, it's like Sarah, you're the only one that can protect her, Sarah. And then he walks out and this is when she has her um, first dream of like yeah, the end August of the world. August
0: 29th, 1997.
1: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That was several months yeah, before it was the born. the world
0: ended on August 29th, 1997? And then it just came back?
1: Pepperidge Farm, Farm Pepperidge Farm remembers. <laughs> yeah. So Sarah dreams Kyle Reese. And then Kyle has this good callback where he's like, on your feet, soldier. Um. So yeah, August 29th, 1997 it's, is the end of the, the world, day, of course. China, it already happened.
0: Uh, goes online. Well, except not...
1: Mm-hmm. Sarah, well,
0: ex- except not really because of what Sarah happened. Sarah Connor... Movie, but, you know.
1: Well, okay. So <laughs> Sarah Connor tries to lie uh, and says she doesn't believe it anymore. And she wants to see her son, of course. And she's asking to be taken to a less maximum security facility. And they're like, mm, you're how the about no? We don't believe candy. you. You're
0: clearly crazy. And
1: then... And then she proves that they're not crazy by immediately attacking the doctor, which is a good <laughs> Both strategy, actually.
0: Let's see if it plays out works out for
1: him. <laughs> yeah. So this is only in the um special edition, I which I saw the special edition. Now, you, but, uh there's but... Yeah. I own I only own the special edition mm. on DVD. Um so there's a scene introducing Cyberdyne, the company who covered up uh the hydraulic press in oh, hand, no, in the, You know? hand. The so
0: yeah, because we do. Oh, okay. I mean, it might be brief, uh, but we do see Cyberdyne and we see the robot hand, and it's like, Dyson's it's gonna reverse your skynet. Oh no!
1: Oh yeah, the this, the scene that was taken out was the one. There's a previous scene that introduces his family, and that oh, happens a little bit later.
0: Okay. I feel like the them introducing. Yeah, where he's family, like, where they do in the theatrical probably works better for the pacing.
1: But yeah. yeah, actually, I think the reveal that he has a family might work better. Although in the scene actually it's re- actually revealed if you pay attention in in the scene with the hand because um the guy at the door is yeah, like, "How's your wife thing, doing
0: we just don't see them
1: yeah, right, and it is the uh and so the scene that was taken out of the theatrical version was one where his his wife is like, "Stop your work, honey, you're so addicted to your work, and he's all like, but I'm on the cups of greatness I, I, I think just there said might cups be like the a cups of greatness of that in
0: the the cusp."
1: Version. It might be yeah. it might be cut down. Because
0: I remember something like that.
1: Anyways. Yeah. So Arnie Two and Robert Patrick discover John Connor at He's the arcade. After burner. Yeah. And uh right, and Arnie two is a bouquet of flowers, which he hid his gun inside of. Ginger Mullet tells John there's a cop looking for him, and then uh, they chase after John. There's a gun in the flowers, and there's the big reveal when uh of get course down. Arnie two says, get down. Arnold's the good yeah. guy.
0: What a great twist that so definitely they, wasn't spoiled in the trailer.
1: They should have called the movie Terminators. Yeah,
0: but that would have ruined potential... Because there's there two Terminators in the, uh, in the first one as well. That's true. So, yeah, if it wasn't spoiled in the trailer, this would... Wait,
1: there was multiple Terminators well, okay, in the well, first Terminator?
0: Not actively, well, not actively... There was only one Terminator. Connor, but we see in the beginning of the...
1: Uh, okay, well, the flashback doesn't count, Chris. We're talking about the well, prime we know, timeline. Well, we know for
0: a fact that because of, from the history of the Alien franchise, that if you pluralize the second one and then go back to singular for the third one, you're, you're ruining the franchise. So it's probably for the best.
1: Well, the Terminator franchise was already ruined with Rise of the Machines. And they so. just
0: kept going.
1: Seriously, <laughs> I hate Rise of the Machines. Can I just talk for a second about how much I hate Rise of the Machines? So, Terminator 3 is like this god- awful 90s by the number action schlock. It's like it's like. have you ever seen the Die Hard sequels? Not Die Hard 2, Die, Harder. That Die Hard. That one's actually decent. I, I mean Diaries the other Avengers
0: ones. Good, though. Isn't Die Hard with Avengers supposed to be good? Maybe. Yeah. I
1: haven't seen it. All I know about it is that Michael Scott talked about the plot synopsis once and everybody agreed with him. My point being is that they get more and more ridiculous and Terminator 3 just throws out the concept of being a horror film. At, I mean... Uh, at all and just is like oh we're just going to be a straight mainstream action movie now and appeal to the I lowest mean, we common get denominator
0: brief sequel talk later um, but
1: fuck rising Rise machines <laughs> okay that's all I have to say
0: um, so yeah. anyway I feel like this, so, again, uh, Robert... I said, this would be a fantastic twist if it weren't for the fact that it was spoiled in the trailer because there's a lot of good setup because again Arnie was the bad guy in the first film And
1: well, yeah, but Chris, this was the 1980s when all trailers spoiled the uh, entire movie.
0: I mean, yeah, I I I recognize that's a problem. But just imagine if you went into this blind and you don't really know which one's going to be the good guy first.
1: Well, if I went into it blind, I couldn't see the movie.
0: (laughs) because <laughs> like you don't know <laughs> which one's going to be the good guy really because Arnie was the bad guy in the first film and right. also you know while a lot of people might actually disagree whether or not this is true, cultural perception has taught us that police officers are supposed to be good and while we know there are two guard, one of them and yeah, false. in real life that's false but like unless, unless, unless it's John
1: McClane
0: from Die Hard Brooklyn- 1 and 2 and maybe the none I of the others happened, count but that's a different story <laughs> yeah, um
1: mm-hmm. So Robert Patrick runs after him at like 20 miles an hour so on his dirt run. bike. And then
0: we get to the first highway chase scene, which is so awesome.
1: Yeah, because Robert Patrick yeah. steals a truck and chases John. The truck plummets <laughs> off a bridge to keep chasing John, and Arnie, too, chases after Robert Patrick and grabs John onto his motorcycle. The dirt bike crashes, the truck crashes, and explodes. It's so good. Kaboom. <laughs> it's a really great scene. It's one of the best action scenes Absolutely. in the movie, I think. Yeah. And then John's like, "All right, all right, you're a Terminator. Uh, time right. out. What's going on? Oh, what's why going on that, here? Did... I'm so sorry that you guys have to hear my rendition. Why of does John Connor, John Connor sound like Morty? <laughs> oh, jeez, oh, oh, Arnie. Oh, jeez, oh, oh, Arnold.
0: <laughs> John,
1: get in the fucking <laughs> lift, Morty. We're going to have a Bush League adventure. Anyway, so. <laughs> so, uh, Arnie explains that he, he was sent back in time. Back in time John by Connor John Connor in the future. The to protect his younger self. Right. Yes. Um, and this, and um, they, he goes to a payphone. He's like, My parents are yeah. dicks, but I gotta tell them. And then uh, she, the mom is really nice, and he's like, "Something's wrong. She's what's, never what's this what's nice." What's and then,
0: <laughs> oh yeah, because the doctor. You're forgetting the fire point
1: fire. where the T1000. You're forgetting about the part where the T1000 oh, yeah, impales, the impales his stepfather, his foster father,
0: foster father through a milk, milk carton. carton. And first of all, can we talk about the liquid metal effects? Because holy shit, they are amazing. <laughs>
1: They're good. Okay, so I'm going to have another hot take here. This is hot take central right now. And that's that I don't think the liquid metal effects hold up as well on HD as they do on VHS. I, and
0: I would disagree. I mean, yeah, they, they, they have aged. Like, they are. Well,
1: here's the, here's the thing lower, lower quality, I think, lower quality video formats can actually hide a lot of um, problems with uh, CGI, I think. And this is actually, this is one of the movies that I think actually looks better on a lower quality format, like DVD or VHS. Uh, I think Alien looks better on VHS also, because if you watch Alien on VHS, then you have, like, it's lower quality, and that makes it scarier, you know? Because you can't, you don't know exactly what you're seeing. I'm basically regurgitating a point made by HBomberguy in his video essay, VHS. You should all subscribe to HBomberguy.
0: Well
1: he did an, he did like a 40 minute video essay on control alt delete's <laughs> lost comic. Why are you telling them to subscribe anyway.
0: to someone way more popular than
1: us? Subscribe well, to H Bomber guy now. Subscribe
0: to someone way more popular than us.
1: Because I respect I okay back, good creators. There. Yeah. Um so okay what happens so next? Get, yeah. Oh your, your foster father. parents are yeah. dead. What's
0: the what's, what's your dog's name? <laughs> Max. How's the dog? Fluffy. Oh, Fluffy's fine. Your foster parents are dead. How's Wuffy? <laughs> I also love all the... So, uh, um, Arnie, there's a Arnie, lot of great memes yep. around that scene. Like My personal favorite is there's yes. a really great Steven Universe one. where It's, it's like, are, are, your, are your foster parents fans of Steven Universe? It's like, After the Steven Universe movie, what do you think of Pink Diamond? Oh, I think she's great. Your foster parents are dead. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh so Arnie two explains how the T one thousand works. It can ex- it can disguise itself as something of equal size, but cannot make complex machines. And then and Robert it's... Patrick kills the dog, which I don't I think don't is think... in the theatrical yeah, version.
0: That does not happen in the.
1: That's a special edition well, thing. They kill the dog. A bit
0: gratuitous. Uh, <laughs>
1: It's because that's when Robert Patrick realizes that he's not going to come visit because um, he realizes that he got the dog's name wrong. Oh,
0: right. Because, oh yeah, because, okay. So my knowledge of the special edition, I haven't seen it, but I know of some of the changes and frankly, a lot of them feel really redundant. And that's like the first one because we already know he got the dog's name wrong. And we already know that the T-1000 knows that he's not coming to visit. I don't think you need to actively show the collar had a different name on
1: it we need to see this um, so the doctors inform Sarah that John's foster yeah. parents are have been killed, and that r e two has reappeared they They show these pictures, and they're like, so there was like this cop massacre, and we know you know who this is, care? and then she's like
0: <laughs> and she's like, and she mm. just I think she's just kind of in shock at that point it's like he's
1: that yeah. No, because that's when the wheels start turning in Sarah's head that she needs to escape. And she steals the paperclip off the table. Um, By the way, I'd like to point out, in this movie, John is wearing a public enemy t-shirt.
0: It's almost like there's a... And, you know, the fact that, you know, the main bad guy is just the police officer, it's almost like it's commentary or something.
1: Fight the power. Fight the powers that be. Fight the power. Anyway, um, so... So uh, what happens next is that Arnie too uh, tells him that Sarah is going to be tar- tells John that Sarah is going to be targeted and that he that he basically answers to John's orders and then we see then we have the funny scene where he's like yeah. lift up your leg and he lifts up his leg and then we have the scene where he almost murders two guys because one of the Jeff guys Carter's calls like, him dipshit. What are you doing?
0: Dipshit. Murder people. No. Don't do that. Why? You just can't. Why? You just. You just okay? You gotta trust me on
1: this. (laughs) That was like a perfect recreation of the scene. Anyway, but uh, one of my favorite things about this scene is that um, in Before, he he breaks the guy's arm and almost kills him. Uh, He says, uh, put your leg down. (laughs) Because he was about to be intimidating with his leg standing up, which I thought would have been hilarious. So the doctor licks Sarah's face because he's a gross pervert. (laughs) And I think another thing that's cut out of the special edition is that they use a cattle prod to I, beat I yeah, Sarah. I don't remember that. Um
0: I think they just had taste. Yeah,
1: so so in the theatrical version they thought that a, a doctor licking her face was enough to establish that it was abusive, but the special edition's like, mm, "Let's add in a little bit more abuse, you know, just so you get it." Um so then she jimmies her yeah. restraints, you know? Yeah. And escapes. Yes. Okay, and so then what happens? The T,
0: so we see the T one thousand, uh, break into the facility, and he becomes the floor.
1: He does become that, the, and, floor. And then the floor. And the floor is lava. The
0: fat cop at the vending machine gets stabbed through the eye.
1: <laughs> yes, because he gets, um, he yes. gets appropriated, imitated,
0: Replicated. Yeah.
1: Yes. Um. One. One of my favorite things in this scene is that uh, she. Sarah gets a syringe full of antifreeze <laughs> and holds it against the warden's neck. It's like, I'm
0: gonna do
1: You know I'm crazy. You know I'm crazy. I don't have anything to live for. I'll do it. And then she uh, ends up getting out. But of course, Robert Patrick is showing up at this point, and so is Arnie, too. I also so like the, um, uh, they both I also like meet the each other. She
0: breaks the, that one guard's arm. And the guard's it's like, you broke my arm! And she's like, there are 215 bones in the human body. That's one.
1: <laughs> that was the same guy that um that denied her application and also got yeah, the antifreeze in his neck. I like that line. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: So. Uh, okay, so. What happens next? Sorry, just need some water.
1: Um, <clears throat> water. So. So they get into the elevator, uh, because John has to explain that, like, you know, the Robert Patrick is the evil one, yeah, and that know, Arnie 2 is actually good. So they get in the elevator, and this... She
0: as, basically has a panic yes. attack. She's, like, she's gonna kill us all! Ooh. She's gonna kill us all! Oh, and, then this, and then the C800 wow. so like, come with me if you want to leave.
1: Which is, of course, Which is, of course a, callback. Is a
0: callback to the first Terminator movie, when Kyle Reese said that.
1: So the elevator scene, like the elevator scene is, I think, the elevator scene is scariest. Is the scariest moment in the movie. I oh, think.
0: like when the the elevator fight.
1: Yeah, and, and then there's like the things coming uh, down yeah, from the like ceiling.
0: The, the T1000 is like like stabbing the 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 through the roof. Yeah, that's a very good scene. Yes. Uh, okay. What happens next? So then they escape, and a, so then they. I keep and saying and that. A police car. <laughs>
1: Yes, they do, because it's always good to steal a police car if you're preventing yeah. the end of the world.
0: Yes. And so, and then Sarah's basic immediate reaction to being rescued is, "Why the fuck did you do that?"
1: Like, <laughs> yeah. So, so, so Sarah scolds John, and he starts crying. And you know, they, this is one of my things. I mean, I get why they made this creative decision, but I kind of feel like um, she should have been well, nicer think to her son
0: because it's kind of a, it's for your own good thing, where because, from her perspective, John is too, John's too important, and, like, she sees herself as more expendable, so, like, if there was a
1: you am I'm too <laughs> important. <laughs> um, so then, uh, RNE2 leans over and is like, "What's wrong with your eyes, and he's like, nothing, man. Nothing. And then, um, we cut to Robert Patrick, and Robert Patrick comes up to a cop, and he's like, say that's a nice bike that's an amazing <laughs> moment and i love that um so arnie 2 tends to sarah's wound and says that he yeah. lives for 120 years we find out which is interesting ETA and then we have this a
0: learning computer
1: a neural a network computer
0: same thing neural
1: network well, it is the same thing, but I think that the fact that they put in the phrase neural network no, shows no, that they, they did their homework no, and no, is actually no. really cool. Well,
0: even in the theater, is a neural network, a learning computer. And, and that's it. Yeah, we it's, it's a neural network a computer. it's like, what my chip is set to read only, and then they have to like, dissect him and flip the chip. And... Okay,
1: I thought the dissection scene was a really cool bit of special effects, okay, special and I actually are like that good, scene. But it's
0: also, not needed.
1: So they perform they perform surgery on Arnie 2 to modify him to well, be more adaptable already, because the um
0: theatrical cut him having being a learning computer establishes enough that he is adaptable I don't think we need that scene um
1: No 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 you do need the scene because um there's certain things that he needs to be able to learn and this shows this is an explanation as to why he becomes friendlier and able but to we understand get human that emotions like
0: by the learning computer the more i am exposed to humans the more i can learn
1: but the main, pro- the main reason why the T-800 exists is so that he can seek out and destroy com- other life forms. It's not to learn things about society. So they have to override his major uh, parameters to do that. Mm, it makes sense, I Chris. I don't
0: really feel like...
1: Anyway, the best part about this, which I think isn't in the theatrical version, is that there's a scene where um, Sarah has a moment where she wants to destroy the chip you know, because she thinks that she can just get rid of the T-800 right then and go out on her own. But then John stops her and it's like, no, mom, you can't do that. And then she's like, but he'll kill us all if he survives. And she, he's like, you know, I'm going to be like the future leader of the world. You better fucking listen to me. He did say fucking, but you know, you better listen to me, mom. And this is where Sarah learns to trust his son, her son's judgment. And I like the scene a lot and I wish it would have been in the theatrical mm, version. I, th-
0: I think we get moments like that throughout the theatrical version anyway. I don't it's kind of
1: Mm. Mm. I don't. I don't know. I think it's a really important scene. Like maybe you could cut it down a little bit, but you know, I think it's a good scene. So John and Sarah. I I, put, I wrote this at this point. John and Sarah have a realistically toxic relationship. Yeah, you're not you entirely know? wrong. Because what happens when your son when you find mm. out your son is the Messiah?
0: Mm. That's a good question. Yeah.
1: You know. Well, I think one of the things that happened is, of course. You um make a musical Jesus about Christ it. Superstar. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that sentence. Sometimes I'll start a sentence and I don't know where it's okay, going. So, any, Scott.
0: so So they start. So they so they're on. So they get on the road again, and Edward and John on the road again. The T eight hundred ninety slang.
1: Yeah, you don't say. You don't say affirmative. No problemo. And if somebody's really you can and if somebody's really getting on your nerves, you <laughs> say, eat me. And if you want to shine them on, say, hasta <laughs> la vista, baby. So here's my problem with the movie. This is my main problem with the movie, and it's not just things in the special edition. The pacing is a little bit weird in the special edition. It's that this movie has a lot of very 90s specific cool.
0: <laughs> and it's very dated.
1: Cool. <laughs> I have I don't have anything specifically against 90s cool. I'm just saying that. <sighs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying that uh, they try very hard to make John Connor a cool kid. Cause they're trying to make him, you know, not an annoying child. Like, you know, that fucking annoying kid from Battlestar Galactica in the seventies. <laughs> God, I hate him. Um, you know, the one with the stupid teddy bear robot. God, so he's like a robot dog. It's the worst thing in 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 Battlestar I'm Galactica. Assuming this is
0: the original and not the reboot. Ne-
1: okay. This is the original, yes, because Ronald D. Moore would not have children in the new show. <laughs> what if I don't they
0: think. What if they bring back the What if they bring back the, as main the, characters robot for the uh, Peacock reboot? <laughs> <sighs> I
1: mean- so okay. Let's have a tangent about Battlestar Galactica for a second. So Battlestar Galactica 70s is actually pretty good except for that sort of shit. Um, And then there was a a reboot because it got canceled because it cost too much money and it was called Battlestar Galactica 1980. And this is considered one of the worst things ever created. It's like really bad, apparently. Um, I haven't seen it. And then there was the Battlestar Galactica 3 04 series, which started off with the miniseries in 2003 and then went on to have an actual television show. And that was created by Ronald D. Moore, who had previously worked on Star Trek Voyager. He was so upset that his plan for Voyager having an interconnected, ongoing plotline didn't happen that he ended up uh, taking a lot of his ideas into Battlestar Galactica 04. That has been a tangent about okay. Battlestar Galactica. And and then there was the Caprica show, which was canceled by Sci-Fi because Sci-Fi is the worst cable network in existence. They canceled The Expanse, they canceled Mystery Science Theater three thousand and Night Crawlers. Well, i not Night Crawlers; it was Night Flyers. That was a George R. R. Martin story. And then they also canceled um, Dark Matter. They cancel all yeah, of their. Sh- can- I'm sorry. Anyway, C-
0: cable networks. Am I right?
1: I don't like Sci-Fi. I don't like Sci-Fi, and I like science. I remember fiction. when
0: the Sci-Fi Channel was spelled right? One there. Yes, I do. Anyways,
1: remember when the Sci-Fi Channel started making TV movies just to keep Roger Corman remember employed George in making show movies? <laughs> I do. Anyway, what happens next, Chris?
0: So anyway, so that's, yeah, so they're on a road again. We we teach the T890 slang, and I, what I actually is a dated but fun scene. And plus, you know, any I feel that there would be a modern. It's not like stuff like that wouldn't happen today
1: and and if you really want to shine them on call, them, call, a, them, a call them a boomer oh man and if they're young call them a zoomer Terminator
0: to uh, 2020 uh, remake where um, it's john connor
1: <laughs> don't did give them the ideas
0: 800 out of floss and and how to make tiktok <laughs> videos <laughs> so um
1: from there, uh, there's a scene where... Oh, we also, um, we, we get
0: a great line from Tia Andrews, like, it's in your nature to destroy yourselves. Which is a...
1: Okay, so then they go to Mexico, and this is a c- not Mexico, they go to the Mexico border, where she meets so her our survivalist friend, friends, <laughs> and I'm not... Yeah. And I'm not sure how many of the scenes in the special edition are also in the theatrical version, but I thought that this middle well, this section dragged no, a little it's
0: bit. It's a fairly short section in the theatrical...
1: It's like, it's like, it's not, it's not the length of time. It's, it's the pace exactly. and mostly the content because the I content is very repetitive. Well,
0: and it's mostly because, okay. So in the theatrical cut, it goes, so they go to the Mexican border. They meet Sarah's Hispanic cowboy buddy and his friends. So they yeah. go to armor up like, and they, they find a minigun. Fuck yeah. And then we mm-hmm. see the T-800 learning how to be a dad and, and how to high five.
1: Right. And, and, Sarah and then we the have monologue. this really, and then we have another one of them, like the narrations, which I don't, I don't really think it's a good place to put the narration. Narrations only make sense, I think, in a movie when you're either in the middle, like in the beginning or the end. If you're going to do narration throughout the whole thing, you have to do it throughout the whole thing. You can't have one in the middle, one, one in the beginning, one in the middle, and one in the end, because that just comes off like, oh, okay, now of it's narration an again. As
0: monologue. Eh. <laughs>
1: There's also no reason to have that because monologue, it, no, that it, because narration. You could character
0: moment because it's when because it's, it's, it's part of her, it's part of Sarah's arc of learning to trust that But
1: you can it. easily understand that by Lin, Linda Hamilton's perfect facial acting. And but it, there's a lot of really good lines
0: in that monologue about how you
1: know, I disagree. Like that, I disagree. Never, you
0: know, he would never get drunk, and he would never not be able to spend time with him. And I like the ending bit.
1: Yeah, but all that all that can be in the subtext and it doesn't need to be I... told to the audience. Also, I found the scene where the two kids have guns and they're firing at each other and then and then John Conner's like, We're screwed, aren't we? And it's like you're yeah, using your I'm nature to yeah, destroy yeah, yourself. That's... I Oh my god. That was like okay. I know I'm into really fucking pretentious movies, and this might be hypocritical, but that was some heavy handed symbolism yeah, but also right there. It's true. Like <laughs> Okay. Okay, I guess this is your theme movie, sure. You can have this theme if you want to.
0: They're not wrong. Uh,
1: Yeah, but... but, Okay, I hate the book Lord of the Flies. Okay, well Lord
0: of the Flies is wrong, is the thing. You are entitled to your opinion that Lord of the Flies sucks. But,
1: no, no, no. So, it's not necessarily the content of Lord of the Flies. It's how it delivers its message. And that's that I don't find... Children murdering each other or playing violently to slow mo and being like, oh, humanity, what have we done? It's like, uh, it's just like, uh, couldn't you have well, done that some short, other way like, or have like it be in the seconds. subtext? It is like five seconds. I just thought it was heavy handed. Um, besides that, uh, there's some repetitive scenes, I think, where John's just going on and on about. My mother raised me as a survivalist and taught me how to use weapons and I just thought regular kids would like that. And then like another scene will happen. And then we come back to him and it's like, okay, Yeah, I'm just talking like to once. the robot about all my feelings. That happens like three well, times in the special edition. The theatrical cut. Okay. And like I told regardless.
0: you, I told you to watch the theatrical cut, but you didn't listen to me and this is what happens.
1: <laughs> so regardless <laughs> regardless. Um what happens next is that um, Sarah feels bad that she can't connect to her child. And she has another nightmare. And uh, this is the yeah. nuke nightmare with yes. the, the children. And she, yeah, and um, she can't warn them. And, then she,
0: and, and the, the emotional right. intensity of this scene. Holy fucking shit.
1: Like, yeah. yeah. Um, and then that's when she decides to, although I do think it's a little repetitive to have two separate nuclear holocaust. <laughs> dreams but anyway so um then this is when she decides to go out and murder miles, miles dyson. dyson who is the owner of the cyber dying yeah. corporation so she bursts in dressed as a commando and uh, shoots him for his a face. S- my god
0: yeah.
1: yeah he's a good actor um and then sarah sees the kids yeah, well, and she's like she oh this whole
0: thing, like, it's all your fault i can't kill them it's all your fault i'm gonna
1: and he's Huff like, "What the he's fuck you talking about?" It. Oh shit! I, I'd also like to point out that she didn't have to make him destroy any of his work. She could have just, you know, had in a failsafe in the robot. Yeah. Have you ever heard of, you know, like the fi- the rules of robotics?
0: Yeah, as laws of robotics. Yeah.
1: Right. If you just implemented those into the code, this all could have been avoided. I mean, hmm. Unless, you, unless it, like, can change its well, operating parameters self- on well, a whim, which, why would self-aware,
0: you... And I would assume even if those parameters were set, yeah. it becoming self-aware would allow them to what, bypass those parameters.
1: What does it mean to become self-aware in this context?
0: Mm, you know, like, you know, be fully in control and aware of oneself.
1: I mean, but that's what a learning computer already does. Mm. What would have to be different for for uh, the, the, doctors, the mainframe be like, oh, maybe cyber I'm maybe self-aware cyber aware now? just
0: isn't read up enough on Isaac Asimov.
1: Yeah, my point is, is that maybe Linda you Hamilton know, isn't either. there's an easier way. Well, I feel like there's I'm an like, easier also, way. I, I don't know.
0: think Sarah Connor in uh-huh. the mental state she's in and what she went through would be thinking that logically. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But also, I feel like maybe if you want to be like you know conciliatory about this movie's logic, you could be like, "Well, in the logic of the movie, uh, the some military guy would have overridden the parameters to stop that anyway." Yeah, and also, and like also that. because because no, military no, industrial no, complex no,
0: because it's the military and the nature of the military is that you have to harm other humans sometimes. Sometimes, well, yeah, if we're if we're an active, if yeah, yeah if we're an sometimes. active war. That would be harming other humans.
1: Anyways, what okay. happens next? So... Oh, wait wait wait, 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 wait. Now I remember what happens next. So, so Arnold rips off yeah. the skin off his arm and shows Dyson that he's a robot and Dyson's like, what, have we what done? the fuck? What has humanity done? And then they're like, all right, time because to destroy I, my also, life's work.
0: Sarah Connor kind of goes off on him. I was like, all you know how to create is
1: death and destruction. Yeah. So I have a question. My question is who actually obtained the robot arm? Um, I think because Dyson says that he got it from the police and the police told him not to look into it. But why would the police cover it up if they weren't already working for Dyson?
0: Well, first of all, A, because the police are corrupt. And B, because I imagine they were just like investigating a crime scene.
1: I mean, yeah, but usually that would be put into evidence. Why, how would they? Was there like a, a logo on it that they found or that it belonged maybe, to Dyson? Or maybe and then they, they gave
0: it to Dyson because money and police are corrupt.
1: You know what probably happened? This is my headcanon right now. I just made it up. Is that the military? Uh, so the police sent it to the military and the military sent it to the CIA. The CIA decided that it was good for America to have. So then they sent it to Miles Dyson. Yes. So, yeah. So
0: we find out that Skynet was created from the CPU of the first Terminator from the first movie. So stable time loop. Yes.
1: Um, um, well, it's it's different than a stable time loop because in this movie they create an oh, alternate so timeline. It's a
0: different Skynet that leads into more or less the same type.
1: Yeah. Because the Skynet in the first movie, I don't think is would be as advanced as the Skynet wow. in T2. Because they went back in time and they introduced a new timeline, which was not the one that originally occurred. Well, actually, it could because have been the one that originally occurred. Be because, time, ju- Right, because John Connor already knew that Kyle Reese was his father. And that's why he sent her back, him back in time. But then that also doesn't jive with Terminator 2's whole concept of averting Judgment Day. So maybe the Terminator franchise just has really inconsistent time travel rules. They don't say. Um, yeah. Anyways. Okay. So what then happens I go off next?
0: Detroit Cyberdyne, and then I wrote in my notes, "Oh shit, the T1000's back." Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. So the the T. There's another issue I have with the movie, and I it's, it's like a nine out of ten. I do love this movie, but uh, and that's that. The T-1000 just disappears with no actual explanation as to what he was doing for, like, 20 or 30 minutes of the movie? It's
0: nowhere near that long in the theatrical cut. Like, it's basically okay. after the chase scene, we get the, the Mexico bit briefly, and then this bit, and then the T-1000 pack. So it's not, like, a okay. half hour where, he, where the main antagonist just isn't there. <laughs> like, at most, 20, closer to, like, 10-15, something like that.
1: By the way, this episode is brought to you by the movie Tammy and the T-Rex. Not mad. <laughs> Tammy, Tammy and the T-Rex is a 1980s horror film about Paul Walker's brain being implanted into an animatronic T-Rex. His girlfriend and his gay best friend must work to get his brain back into a body. Okay, then. Check out Tammy and the T-Rex. The Blu-ray was made by the same people who made Liquid okay. Sky's Blu-ray.
0: So then, so, seriously, so then check they, out Tammy and the T-Rex. So they break into Cyberdyne, and we have a moment where John's ATM hacking from the beginning comes uh, full circle. We're,
1: we're, yes, it happened once, and then it happened again, and that's what going like full circle is. You know, every stanza rhymes with the last one. Red Letter Media. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway, um, so uh, the T1000 hijacks yeah. a helicopter. <laughs> Um, but before that happens, the police show up at the building because the alarm has been uh, rung. And I clearly hear Dean Norris as one of the security guards. Dean Norris who plays Hank Schrader in Breaking Bad. Yep. He was also one of the Martian mutants oh! in Total Recall. And also another fun, Arnold Schwarzenegger Fun movie.
0: casting fact. So the actor who plays Miles Dyson would later gr- go on to play Dr. Silas Stone, a.k.a. Uh, Cyborg's dad in the DCEU films. So this guy just never knew what.
1: I don't remember that.
0: Yeah, remember in the Justice. I don't League. remember that. And, and that.
1: Uh, I remember nothing <laughs> from the Justice League movie other than the the color red, <laughs> and mustache. Don't you remember
0: that bit where they were in they were in mustache Cyborg's lit. apartment and his dad was like, "You're not a monster," and it's like, I'm, oops, "I." Did. No, but uh, um, going was, back to um, we'll talk
1: about those. Uh, going back to another cyborg. Like, Going back so, to another cyborg, how is the uh, okay. T-1000 doing? Also, like? this
0: is the bit where the T-800 pulls out a minigun and just...
1: Welcome to our Terminator ASMR. Dun, I need dun, dun, your dun, clothes. Dun. I, need you.
0: I need your I clothes. need your clothes. And your, and your, and your, and your, your motorcycle.
1: Clothes. And your boots. <laughs> and your motorcycle. Anyway, so... So the, in, in the special edition, there's an added 30 seconds of Miles Dyson just okay. destroying his life's work, which is funny. Um, okay, then so what well, happens, the, Chris? First of
0: all, so the T-800 blows up a bunch of shit with the minigun and somehow doesn't kill anyone. Uh, respect. <laughs>
1: yes. Because, remember, he's yeah. following the no-kill rule, just like Bash the Stampede from Zero the anime passion. Trigun. <laughs> 1998. Check out the I anime Trigun. <laughs> please employ this. <laughs> okay. um, so Arnie... <laughs> anyway, so yeah.
0: the Miles sacrifices uh,
1: himself. Yes. Because he has his finger on the dead man's switch and he's going, oh, 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 oh. I don't know how much longer I can hold this. And he's like yeah. breathing really erratically. And then they all evacuate the building and the top of the building explodes. Explodes, <laughs> And then um, it was supposed, it was to, be supposed to be an earth shattering kaboom. And then, um, so the T one thousand chases after them. Yeah, in a truck of course, because it's another truck.
0: And Arnie starts shooting the T one thousand.
1: And this one, this time, this time it's yeah. a liquid nitrogen chuck. So when it flips over, inevitably the T one thousand gets frozen. Production. But yeah. then the, but then the fire but, thaws But not before
0: out. we get the Alfa La Vista, baby. <sighs>
1: Baby. yeah and yeah
0: but then yeah so the fire well he like melts completely and they're like oh he's dead but then they start seeing the drips of liquid metals it's like oh shit it's reforming we gotta go
1: <laughs> i think that was mercury like they probably got some mercury in a magnet and got it to move it around way. that way yeah so um they they go into an industrial facility and John and Sarah run off and then the T1000 and the T800 get into a fight and Arnie 2's arm gets trapped yeah. in like a machine Arnie 2 amputates his arm and then T1000 goes after Sarah Connor. The T1000 tries to force Sarah to call for John. Arnie 2 attacks. T1000 impales Arnie 2, killing him? Question mark. Yeah. Arnie 2 and then is and alive. Sarah Connor ben,
0: survived being copied because she's that badass.
1: Yes. And then Arnie attacks the T T two T one thousand, which falls into the molten ore and, the T-1000 and gets destroyed. Is dead
0: and he's like, I need the vacation.
1: And ticket yeah, okay. Line. <laughs> and like, how does he I know what a John, vacation John is? I think
0: John Connor told him. Yeah.
1: Okay. So then Arnie too is like, I must destroy myself. I am the last bastion of the future. No! And then John Connor's like, No, you no, can't destroy yourself. And he... And then now now he's like,
0: cry, "I
1: know now why you
0: cry." I can never do. And then, and never now do. I'm crying so, because so I have no tear ducts. It's like, I know now why you cry. Right, and then,
1: if I cried, it would and and electrocute my shins. And the and
0: they play the theme song. And,
1: and he, he gives thumbs a thumbs up, up of course.
0: Down, and I'm just like, da, 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 da.
1: also, what the fuck happened to Sarah Connor after this? That's what I'm left thinking about is like she's an she's an intern. She's like a fugitive now. All right, Nine, like 17 cop deaths have been pinned to someone she probably knew and now she's been involved in another gigantic but, disaster. That's not the point.
0: So anyways, so judgment.
1: Like another giant so attack on the police. What happens to Sarah Connor?
0: With hope for humanity. We did it. We saved the world. And
1: I guess Sarah Connor goes to, goes to until, Mexico. It,
0: we did it. We saved the world until it gets retconned. Um,
1: but Terminator Three well, yeah, isn't canon because
0: only because the only Terminator sequel that's at all canon is Dark Fate because that's the actually sort of good one.
1: <laughs> I, I don't think so. Isn't that the one no, with Amelia Clark? Genesis. I'm sorry, I know Dark nothing Fate about was Dark the Fate. One that
0: Came out last year that was actually pretty good, but because everyone had lost faith in the Terminator franchise, nobody saw it.
1: <laughs> so Chris aliens okay. or terminator so I 2 I
0: by saying that both of these films are fantastic they are 10 out of 10 they are phenomenal sequels that follow up on their
1: t2 is a 9 ten. out of 10 10 10 9 10 9 10 nine. 10 anyway oh 9 10, nine. Oh my God, the last ten. Word. 9 10 9 10 9 okay okay anyway Deep Space Man.
0: That is a Star Trek show, yes. But, I, and so yeah, both of these films are fantastic. I think both of them follow up on their original films very well, even if they are more action movies than the more isolationist horror movies that their predecessors were. I would say that while Aliens arguably is a carries the tone better, because it has more of the horror elements from that first film. I would say that overall Terminator 2 is the better movie. I think it's paced better, at least in the theatrical cut. I like the characters a little more. I like how it tells its story. And again, both of these films are fantastic. This is not meant as a knock on aliens, because I think aliens is phenomenal as well. But I think...
1: I have to disagree with you i have to disagree with you because that's my that's my role on the podcast is to disagree with you um so i think aliens is better than terminator 2 because aliens is one scarier and two much closer in tone to the original than t2 is the terminator 1 um besides that i also think that it is less dated and holds up better over time and even the special edition stuff doesn't necessarily weigh down the uh I suppose aliens is a little more timeless,
0: Um, but also I feel like some of the nineties might be part of the charm. Like it's almost kind of like it adds to the appeal. Like there's a line there's a line we didn't mention where John Connor's like, Why attack the Russians? Aren't they our friends now?
1: (laughs) Oh John. If only Oh John, you sweet summer (laughs) child. Um so uh but I also would disagree with you in more than that way. I disagree with you in the sense that I think Alien is better than Aliens, and Terminator is better than Terminator 2. I think
0: both of the, the sequels are better than the original films, even though both of their original films are 10 out of 10s, and they are also fantastic. Like,
1: well, have you considered no, that you're wrong? I'm not. <laughs> okay. Well, um, what is All the right, next episode so, going to be about? Uh,
0: next week, we are back with Rocket Ship Roulette, and we're doing Lone yes! Wolf and Tub and Batman and Robin.
1: <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna I'm going to introduce these two movies. So Joel Schumacher recently died, and we picked this movie before this he died. Kind of so this is
0: because man, I really wish we were talking about a different yeah. Joel Schumacher movie that represented his legacy better.
1: <laughs> so Rocketship Roulette, what it is is it's not just m- us ripping off Red Letter Media's Wheel of the Worst. <sighs> Definitely not. Absolutely not. Um, what it really is about. Is my cat was abducted by aliens? Okay, he uh, used to just be like levitated, but he's been taken away for a weekend. I hear he's doing very well. She's being very, very groomed, groomed very well. Um, yeah, here's here's actually a, a noise sample. That's what that's what the aliens have been sending sending me uh, through, uh, <laughs> through Zoom for the last couple of days. The aliens use Zoom, of course. Um, so they sent me this roulette wheel. And basically, what happened is now we have to spin the wheel and watch the movies. And the two movies that we got were Batman and Robin. And what do you think of Batman it and is... Robin? No.
0: Good. It, but it's not oh, so fault.
1: <laughs> I think I it's not, underrated. I think Batman
0: Forever is underrated. I actually kind of like Batman. Forever. I think
1: Batman Forever is overrated. What? <laughs> Okay, so Batman Forever is always the good Schumacher one. And I'm, I'm using quotes with my hands, but you can't see it. Um, but I think it's actually less interesting and entertaining than Batman I, I and think, Robin. And
0: to be fair, I have not seen Batman and Robin in a while. But my general opinion is that while it is a mess of a story, it's also not Joel Schumacher's fault. And we gave him way too much shit for it.
1: Yeah, okay. I can see that. Um, Well, anyway, then the other movie is actually uh, something that's been called the um, inspiration for The Mandalorian. It is the seminal, uh, critically acclaimed uh, samurai movies, uh, Lone Wolf and Cub, which is about a lone samurai warrior that goes off with uh, his son to regain his honor. Yeah, should
0: be a fun time. Yeah. All right. Yeah, definitely. Uh, in the meantime, this is Hipster and the Nerd. We do this every Thursday. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, basically wherever you get your podcasts. I am Chris Hanna. You,
1: I get my podcasts in the alleyway on Lucas okay. Street. It's my it's my <laughs> podcast dealer.
0: Anybody hey want to buy some podcasts?
1: He gives it to me in, in a in one of those one of the, one of those plastic bags.
0: <laughs> they put an audio file in a plastic bag.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like. All right, don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. It's a podcast. (laughs) It's the Black Market podcast scene. I shouldn't (laughs) be talking about this.
0: I am Chris Hanna. You can find me at MeganNerd98 on Twitter and Letterboxd. And Brian, where can they find you?
1: You can find me where any animatronic dinosaur is getting its brain (laughs) implanted. Or you could find me on Twitter at Brian Breck. But, you know... Tammy and the (laughs) T-Rex. You should all watch Tammy and the T-Rex. It's amazing. The gore cut is better than the theatrical, I have to say. Uh, Tammy and the T-Rex. Paul Walker. His brain gets implanted into a dinosaur.
0: Thank you all for listening. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye.
1: Tammy and the T-Rex.